Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday, our final hour here with you to, uh, to kind of go through all of our NFL storylines and what a week of storylines it's been, and uh, maybe no more than in Washington where they've got a name change. They go from the Washington football team, which, by the way, I loved. I'm a little disappointed um, that they're changing names. Commanders is okay, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how that works out over the next couple of weeks. Apparently, you know, people in jersey sales really digging the new name change in the new jerseys. Uh, then you got the Daniel Snyder news. So a lot happening in the epicenter of Washington football. And joining me now on the West Her Hotline is Sam Fortier of the Washington Post. And first and foremost, because you're my first-time guest, I want to make sure that I pronounced your last name right. As Fortier, did, did I do it? Did I do honor to your family? <laughs> yes, uh, I everyone did. Uh, in French Canada uh, near the Quebec area, they are uh, nodding their heads in approval. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. You know, well, listen, as a Western New Yorker and Buffalonian, um, you know, we I, I, I basically have like an honorary Canadian accent. Uh, whenever I go someplace, they're always like, hey, are you from Canada? I'm like, no, I'm from Buffalo. But so basically, um, so I, I, I feel good that I did your family honor and uh, I didn't screw up your name the first time you're on the show so that you never come back. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, as someone who, you know, went to Syracuse, spent a lot of time in uh, central New York, went, went to Canada more than a few times when I was in school. Uh, certainly, uh, I appreciate that, and I can hear that as well. Perfect. <laughs> well, that I guess that's uh, that that makes me feel better. It's I guess people aren't crazy when they think I'm from Canada. But Sam, thank you so much for making time for us today and joining us. Um, like obviously a lot to talk about in you know in terms of Washington football land. Um, and you know I think probably where we should start is you know I think with the Daniel Snyder stuff, which is kind of a national headline right now. But like. Is there a real sense that this investigation is going to end uh, into Daniel Snyder's conduct and, and really the organization's conduct over the better part of a decade? Um, 
and we're just going to see that John Gruden gets thrown under the bus and only his emails get released and, and Snyder's just going to kind of go into the night and that's going to be it? Like, is, is that the real expectation? Or do we think that the NFL, Snyder, and Goodell are living in fantasy land that this stuff really won't get released? Because I think, I think if they don't do it and get out in front of it, someone somewhere is going to release this stuff. And I think it'll be worse if that stuff gets released and it looks like Snyder and the league are trying to hide it. Well, I think that the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Like, I think that the league and Snyder are, you know, I think it's clear that they're trying to hide something. I mean, you don't give the guy that you're investigating veto power over the thing that you are investigating <laughs> if you're not afraid of, of something coming out. You know what I mean? So, uh, but, but again, I, I don't think that they're going to be forward and transparent. But I also don't, you know, I am skeptical that Congress will, will come in and, and really get all the documents and all the information they need. I think the NFL would, would fight pretty hard. Um, but I, I think we don't know yet how this will play out. And, and to me, I mean, you know, people in the, in the DMV have been, you know, rooting for someone to find something that would force Dan Snyder to sell the team for a long time mm-hmm. since he bought the team in 99. And, and, you know, I think that there is a, there is a sense of optimism in the same way that I think some people felt uh, about the president not, not too many years ago about, hey, this is going to be the thing that forces him out. This is going to be the thing that gives us uh, our, our franchise back. And, and I am, you know, whether it's by nature or what, I'm just very cautious that, that the status quo will change. So, I mean, this is probably the most serious challenge to his ownership, to, you know, the NFL forcing an owner out since Jerry Richardson with the Carolina right. Panthers. But I, I am I am skeptical that we'll see real change. Yeah, and, you know, listen, like, I, I, I think I saw it was maybe Mike Florio's take on what's going on is sort of like the NFL's giving Dan Snyder a free opportunity to learn how to defend himself against these sexual assaults um, and, and, and really the allegations of sexual assault against him. And, listen, we're talking about not... You know, five, six, seven, but you know, over a hundred, um, you know, different times that these women that have come forward said that Dan Snyder, um, you know, or alleged that Dan Snyder sexually abused them or assaulted them in some way. And listen, like these allegations are very serious. They are on Capitol Hill with these allegations. This isn't just in a vacuum, Sam. So I, I just wonder, like, when you're a NFL owner, I get that you have this, you know, overarching power, but and basically the NFL giving him him a free opportunity to go through this process to see what it'll take to defend himself from these allegations feels even dirtier than just doing the investigation and then trying to put it under the rug. And like, I I guess, is there a way that the NFL can come out of this thing and do what they're trying to do, which is sweep it under the rug and then just hope that people stop talking about it? Because that seems to be the strategy here, Sam. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really tough. Um, for the NFL to come out of this looking, you know, looking like it did its due diligence, right? Like they took over the investigation that, that Dan Snyder started, you know, into himself hiring Beth Wilkinson because they were worried about these conflicts of interest, they said. And then obviously, uh, you know, we find out documents show that, that they were really just giving him veto power anyway. So, I mean, can the NFL regulate itself? Uh, I think that there are plenty of reasons to doubt that, but, but, you know, is the NFL giving him an opportunity? I, I don't. I don't know if if I agree with that. I think that uh, obviously 
they are going to do everything that they can to protect their owners. That's what Roger yeah. Goodell is, is paid more than $30 million a year to do, right? Like, this, it's the same thing as the Brian Flores situation. Like, um, you know, does the league have a problem with diversity uh, and hiring practices? I think that you saw from his memo today that he said, yes, there is much work to do. But the people who actually can make changes who control this league the 32 owners i I don't think that there is momentum uh for you know probably a variety of reasons to actually do those things so will dan Snyder be forced out i mean he's 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 really really litigious i think that people do not want to um you know start tangling with him because you know i'm sure Mm. that he knows things about them that they don't want to publish so uh, this is like a very complicated very difficult situation i would imagine and and i just i think we're really we're not the start of it, but I think we're far from the finish line. And I just wonder, I, I think you're spot on about that, Sam, because you get the sense that once John Gruden made remarks about Roger Goodell in the league, that it wasn't the disgusting things he was saying and the racial and the sexist things that he was saying that got him blacklisted and Goodell in the league, that really ultimately Goodell, and when you become an enemy of Roger Goodell and the owner group, that's really where they will extend the full wrath of their powers against you. And I just wonder, like, is that part of the concern here that in of the 500,000 emails that were, you know, sort of taken and, and investigated, it would be really I, I am not naive enough to think that only within there that John Gruden is the one that's going to come out of this looking bad. And obviously, that probably means Dan Snyder, too. But I would bet there are a lot of other names implicated in the John Gruden release that haven't been released. And I wonder if the league is sort of using this as a leverage or Dan Snyder might be using this leverage. It's like you're going to shut up and let me do what I need to do here or you're coming down with me. And I, and I wonder if that's sort of the sentiment of why we're not seeing more people outspoken about the need for transparency in this process. Right. I think, you know, if you go back to those Bruce Allen email leaks, the former right. president in Washington, right. you know, he had those emails Jeff Pash, who, who's high up in the league, um, you know, making jokes about the border wall and, and you know, um, race and things like that. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would imagine that there are a lot of people who have, you know, unsavory or unflattering emails that, that could get caught up in this uh, mess. So I think that that's why you're seeing um, on Capitol Hill the, the roundtable that they had on Thursday. I think there's a reason you're seeing a lot of former team employees demanding accountability, uh, but not a lot of voices around the league. And, you know, I mean, if you go back to Roger Goodell always says protect the shield. That's mm-hmm. one of his phrases. Jerry Jones, you know, the most powerful owner in the game. You know, his thing is grow the pie. And I think, honestly, like if you look at the Super Bowl, um, the Cincinnati Bengals owner paid like $400 million for his team. And it's grown, you know, four to six times uh, in, you know, in the time since, you know, about two decades. So are uh, three, but I mean, there is no incentive. It's the most popular sport in the country. Uh, it prints money. Uh, you get a $300 million check. If you're an owner before the season even starts every year, because of the TV deals, uh, there's just a lot of reason for people to not speak up, whether it be reputational or financial. Sam Forge here on the West Her Hotline. We're talking about the Washington Commanders. He's on the Commanders beat for the Washington Post, joining me here on the West Her Hotline. So, Sam, obviously this week the, the the reveal of the Commanders as being the new team name moving forward, the jersey release. Um and, and clearly it was met with some uh with some positive remarks from the rest of the league, a lot of jersey sales coming through. What was the overall feeling of this release? Uh obviously coming at a time where where the team and the organization is going through some turmoil 
schedule as we just laid out for the last you know five ten minutes here. But overall, it, it, it seems like this was a pretty positive move for the organization and one that I think a lot of people were just assuming Washington was going to mess up somehow. <laughs> um, I, I think that, honestly, the, the sense that I have from the fan base from the region is a lot of meh. Mm. You know, like, I, I think that uh, it, it, some people were excited to finally put the name debate, the, oh, that team doesn't have a name discussion behind them. But I think that the fan base, the fan base favorite was Red Wolves, and they didn't do it because they couldn't get the IP. Um, I think that there were some others that people liked, including Red Hogs and Red Tails. Um, but Commanders, some people have certainly liked it. You know, I, I don't want to diminish that. Some people have certainly disliked it, and I think a lot of people were going to dislike it no matter what it was because it wasn't the old name, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who have a strong emotional attachment to that name. Team President Jason Wright said, you know, sifting through the mail that they've gotten in the last two years, 80% of the team's fans, the hardcore fan base, uh, which has really been stripped down to the studs by the team's performance and Snyder's, you know, last two decades as owner. Uh, but those people who still remain about 80% didn't want them to change the name at all. So obviously you're going to get some negative reaction. But I think that overall the sentiment was, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not the most creative or the most distinct name you could come up with if, if you had two years to design it. Uh, but, it, you know, it is a name and we can kind of move forward from here. That's my sense of where the fan base is at. Sam, obviously there's a lot of focus and attention that will probably start shifting in a more serious way over the next couple of weeks after the Senior Bowl here and moving into the uh, and moving into the true draft and, and free agent period. But the quarterback position for Washington has sort of been in the uh, what forefront of just about every discussion. They bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. There was a lot of optimism about what Fitzy did the previous year and what he would be able to do, um, or what he was able to do in the previous year before getting benched in Miami. And what the potential he'd be able to do in Washington, and then obviously just didn't last very long. And you you get Tyler Taylor Heineke, um, who I thought played admirably, but you could tell like he's he's not a franchise quarterback. And this organization has yet to really find that guy at the franchise quarterback position. Listen, they've also had a lot of bad luck, Sam. So I I, I guess I got to at least acknowledge some of the bad luck that they've faced when they've tried to find guys to fill the gap. But like this feels like the year that they need to find a more permanent, not necessarily long-term, but at least a more permanent answer at the quarterback position. Do you expect this franchise, based on the draft capital they've already spent to make this team, I think overall into an NFC East contender, you know, short of that quarterback position, so for me, I'm not sure if you know drafting a guy makes a lot of sense for Washington. They may need to be the team that goes out in the free agent market and, or, or the trade market to try to find their answer there. What do you expect this team to do to really try to answer some of the questions at the quarterback position? Because I can't imagine they're going to be able to go another year with Taylor Heineke as their starting quarterback. Yeah, no, certainly the plan is, is to not have Taylor uh, be the quarterback moving forward unless you draft a guy uh, and you say, hey, we need to sit behind a guy for a year, a veteran, whether that be Taylor or someone else they bring in, in in the Fitzpatrick vein. I don't think it would be him, but, you know, someone in that vein. But, I mean, to, to kind of, you know, give a top-down view, I mean, this franchise has been searching for a franchise quarterback for, you know, I think probably 30, 40 years. Even when they won those three Super Bowls, they did it with three different quarterbacks. Um, and so it was, you know, this, is a, this has been a discussion – for this team for a super long time. Uh, you had that Robert Griffin the third year that they flamed out pretty quickly. Um, so really, I would expect them to be aggressive. They want to – Ron Rivera has talked 
so many times about how he wants to model this rebuild in this franchise off of how Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done it in Buffalo. Uh, and obviously he was close with those guys, worked with them in Carolina. Um, and he has talked about, you know, I think implementing that sort of plan. So whether they go, you know, maybe they go the Josh Allen route and they draft Malik Willis mm. uh, or someone like that, someone super talented, but, but maybe needs a year. I think that could be an option, but, Obviously, when you talk about Ron is headed into year three and uh, Dan Snyder's not known as the most patient owner uh, and you want to show results right away, especially after a disappointing year two, I think you could take a big swing on a veteran free or, or you know, a veteran because uh, the free agent market's pretty bare, um, a veteran trading for one. If, if Russell Wilson is on the move, if Aaron Rodgers is available, obviously, you know, when you talk about those type of caliber guys in Washington, it seems like it could be a long shot. Uh, but I think, you know, the plan is option one is probably, you know, trade for a veteran, an elite guy. If you don't get him, look at the draft. Uh, if there's not a guy you like there, uh, I don't know what they do. But, I mean, this is a very important uh, position this offseason. Ron Rivera, his offseason opening press conference, said that, you know, this is the position they need to get right this year, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's unfortunate for them that, that there aren't a ton of great options. Uh, but that's the thing that they're focused on now. Hey, uh, like, have has, has the organization closed the door on Fitzpatrick coming back next year? I would guess that with the injury he sustained um, and the length of time it took him to recover, it feels like his time in the NFL is probably over. So that'll be like a part of my question. But B, I don't know why this feels this way, but in my heart of hearts, it feels like Jimmy Garoppolo is destined for Washington. Uh, the franchise has not uh, closed the door on Fitzpatrick, but as you said, at his age, a hip subluxation like he suffered, the amount of time it took him to get back, uh, I think you'd be asking a lot for that guy to come in and and be the guy you expect him to be last year. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo destined for Washington, uh, please don't put that on us. Uh, Don't put that on me. (laughs) Don't put that evil Uh, on you. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Uh, I, I think that He's really like I just a more established version of Taylor Heineke uh, yeah. as someone who was at the uh, the nine, two, first two playoff games, you know, uh, at Green Bay and at Dallas. I mean, he's the, he's basically the same, you know, a little bit less mobility, but makes a ton of turnover worthy plays. Yeah. Um, and and I just I don't see him as as a you know legitimate serious upgrade unless you say okay we're gonna go get Jimmy Garoppolo and then we're gonna draft the guy. If, if Jimmy Garoppolo is the move going forward. Um, I'm just not sure that that, that is, uh, you know, that's going to excite the fan base or really give you a much better chance to win. Yeah, I would say that's probably right. And the last thing I have for you, as a frustrated dynasty fantasy owner of, uh, you know, of Antonio Gibson, are we going to? Was last year mostly because of the the the, the shin injury that he had? And you know, is McKissick going to be back? Where? Because listen, I like McKissick, but man, as a fantasy owner of Antonio Gibson, I was like, yo, get this dude out of red zone touch territory. I need some goal line touches for Gibson. Like, is that going to change this year? Finally. <laughs> uh, I, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I think that it's probably too early to tell if they get J.D. McKissick back. He's a free agent. Um, if they get him back, I think that affects the way that they use Antonio Gibson. They've talked 
so much about Antonio Gibson being Christian McCaffrey Heard in that. Washington. Um, and, <laughs> I, and I just don't know that that's the, I don't know that that will be the case, that that will pan out that way. I think that Antonio Gibson looks and, and plays a lot more like Debo Samuel mm. uh, and, and his, you know, his kind of down the stretch here. I wonder if Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator says, Hey, you know, maybe we, maybe we use Antonio that way, although they've certainly invested a lot more in, in him being a true running back. Um, so I think that Antonio's, usage they, they I don't if they try to force him into that you know Christian McCaffrey role whether it pans out this year I think this is the make or break year uh for his usage I think they could try to maybe use him a little bit more outside as a receiver particularly as he you know gets better at the nuances of the running back position but all of this is just rambling to tell you I don't really know and I think that <laughs> they probably don't know either well god forbid you use the superstar stud wide listen watching that bills game against washington having antonio gibson um where he breaks off that one giant pass play and then they basically a don't throw to him again or b really turn around and hand the ball again oh i was so frustrated i'm like yo scott turner is on my crap list right now because dude this dude he just has all of the you know, skill that you want from a starting running back and, and in like a, a workhorse starting running back, they just don't really treat him that way. And I'm hoping as his, uh, like I own him in like three dynasty leagues. Uh, I'm all in on Antonio Gibson, so really hoping that uh, that turns around for me. But uh, Sam, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Um, really enjoyed having you on in your insight. Let's do it again soon. You know, we got a long off season, so I'm happy to have you on whenever you're, uh, whenever you're willing, man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome, man. Sam Fortier there of the Washington Post. He covers the Washington Commanders uh, there on the Western Hotline. I'm going to take a time out. Our old friend Matthew Collar joined the afternoon show yesterday with Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. We'll play that back for you here. That's coming up here next on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We're going to head to yesterday where our former uh, colleague over here on the morning show, Matthew Collar, who's now the reporter uh, covering the Vikings at the Purple Insider, and he also does a Blue Wire pod, uh, Purple Insider, on uh, on Substack as well. Uh, Here is Matthew Collar, who was on with Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, yesterday at 4 o'clock. Joining us now on the West Her Hotline. Oh, this is taking him back. High jinks in this studio, right where Matt used to sit. Matthew Collar, famed Vikings reporter, Purple Insider. What a great job, Matthew, you have done with that site. And, boy, you get compliments from some of the people, not even just in sports in sports media, that uh, that I really admire. Bill Barnwell is into you. Eric Eager comes on. Like, yeah, we're buddies. Drew McGarry. Bulldog, everybody's noticing Matthew Collar these days, it right. seems. Yeah, well, and rightly so. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Yeah, except for uh, I applied for a combine credential the other day, and they were like, "We've never heard of you. Go away." Really? So, well, yeah. Well, keep you humble. Yeah, the, the, the mighty, the mighty NFL can humble someone such as myself, uh, who's high, high on my own uh, press clipping. Not only can they, they love to. They love to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, there's some sort of dark satisfaction in that from from football. All right, Matt. Well, it's great to talk to you again. Thought it might be fun to catch up on the Vikings. Not that like they're in the Bills division or or anything, of course, but it's a pretty newsy team so far this offseason, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it kind of always seems that way, which is why business is good uh, for Purple Insider. But, you know, isn't it funny, though, that in any city that you have an NFL team, you can bring on someone else from another NFL team and fans lean into the radio like, oh, what's going on with their team? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the Jim Harbaugh thing was probably the most unexpected. I was counting down the days until they were firing Zimmer and Spielman. In fact, uh, you know, you could have asked me in training camp, is Mike Zimmer getting fired? I'm like, uh, yeah, probably. I mean, because none of this works. You, you guys have seen that, where coaches get desperate, they start signing players and throwing money around and being like, yeah, this will fix it. This safety we signed for one year, $2.5 million, he'll be the difference maker. Like, I don't know, I've seen this one before. Uh, middling quarterbacks who are supposed to take you to the next level. These sound familiar from you guys' past, do they not? And so I thought, you know, okay, this is probably the end of this run. If you go all in on an expensive quarterback and miss the playoffs three out of four years, people get fired. Um, but, you know, I think that where they ultimately ended up with Kevin O'Connell and Quavi Adolfo-Mensa trying to go this younger analytics route where the – coach and the GM actually like each other and the quarterback and the coach actually like each other. Um, I think that's where we all thought they would be. And then we get this bombshell of Jim Harbaugh coming to interview. And I was having Rex Ryan flashbacks going, <laughs> guys, you don't want to do this. The, where, where everyone in the fan base starts saying, Hey, remember years ago when the guy won with another team that was really stacked? And you're like, yeah, well, past results don't guarantee future success. Um, so that was weird. But eventually we ended up here, and then within the next couple of weeks, I expect that they're going to trade Kirk Cousins, too. So, you know, come listen to the podcast, everybody. It's going to get crazy. Normally when this happens, I'm just like, you know, watching the Pro Bowl, you know, like 
hold, just this waiting for free agency, but it's been kind of uh, kind of fun this time. Yeah, the, the Harbaugh thing from a distance here, Matthew, reads to me like he got on a plane and expected bags of money uh, to be just like waiting at his feet when he got there instead of actually being asked like you know actual questions about what you know what his vision was uh for the vikings it felt like he he was taking sort of a victory lap i'm coming to minnesota you guys of course want me and i don't know i might be overstating it because i sort of have a long long disdain for jim harbaugh um but is that how accurate is that Oh yeah, no, that sounds extremely accurate. I mean, how about a white guy getting a token interview? That was uh, that was a changeup. Um, but you know, I, I think that because Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the Vikings' new GM, had been in San Francisco, and he wasn't super high on the food chain at the time that Harbaugh was there, but they had some relationship at least. I think that the ownership of the Vikings said, "Okay, let's ha- let's have a conversation." I don't know that they anticipated that it would blow up the way that it did. All the fans here were changing their Twitter avatars to a weird picture of uh, Jim Harbaugh and all these things. And fans kind of got their hopes up. And you guys totally know how this is. If you say somebody shiny to the fans, and I'm not trying to be condescending here, it's just true, they get excited immediately. Like, oh, this big-name guy who won before, that's what I want. And it's sort of like, Folks, eyes on the prize here. Younger quarterback guy, you know, like Kevin O'Connell is a much better choice for you, even though you couldn't spot him out of a lineup. Um, But, yeah, from what I was told, Jim Harbaugh is desperate to get back in the NFL. He really wanted to stick it to Michigan because they made him take a pay cut after he won nothing until last year. But still, he's that kind of guy. And so he wanted to find a way out. Um, But I think it's really telling that the Vikings are the only ones that invited him into their building. There were other rumors that were out there, possibly planted by Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) And and the other thing, too, if if I'm the Vikings, I'm extremely turned off by the number of Michigan reporters who suddenly are saying, oh, this is happening. Like, well, where is that coming from? Adam Schefter wasn't saying it. Ian Rappaport wasn't saying it. Good point. It was entirely manufactured on his side, almost like he was trying to bully them by gaining, like, the, the fans, you know, and who wants that? Like, is that, I mean, what a, what a great reason to not hire you. Also, this is just not a team that wants to get a, a guy like that that's supposed to push a team over the edge, uh, like a Gruden taking over for Dungy or something. I mean, this team is bad right now. They have no defense whatsoever. They, ha- they need a couple of offensive linemen. They don't know what they're doing at quarterback yet. I mean, this is not like you bring in Harbaugh to get you that last step, and if he burns down the franchise after, who cares? This is like you need someone to slowly build this thing back up, kind of like if you were relating it to the Bills, where they were when they moved on from Tyrod Taylor. More from Matthew Collar. When we return, you're listening to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome back to our final segment here on Sports Talk Saturday. We're bringing you the rest of yesterday's interview with former morning show producer Matthew Collar here, who uh, is now covering the Vikings for Purple Insider. So here's the rest of that interview. Matthew Collar, our guest. You mentioned Rex. I'll just throw in quickly that I remember thinking, okay, I could see Rex and Terry Pagula liking each other a lot, so that could work. And he probably, I mean, he would cost money, and Pagula would be fine with that. The the only not the only thing but the one thing I remember thinking was an uh oh about this was like you know he he won even playoff games on the road for the Jets I remember saying that he won more road playoff games than the Bills ever had as a, as an organization but the the Bills had to go and get a coach that they could start to just crush like the Bills were starting to beat the Jets all the time and badly and so okay we got to go get that guy so anyway that's a long time ago but you mentioned Rex and I, I like thinking about. That sort of the two three week process or whatever that was. So Cousins, Matthew, forty five million is his cap number. What's his trade value? Yeah, if they trade him away, then the Vikings take ten of that. So that makes it a little more manageable for another team. Also, another team could sign him to a contract extension, which is basically a lock. If you're trading for Kirk Cousins, you're going to want to lower that cap hit. Uh, I this, here's what's hard about it is that there's so many other quarterbacks that are available. So when the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins, their options were basically trade the house for Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins. And they ended up with, you know, going with Cousins. And it's been, um, don't let anyone tell you it hasn't been an unmitigated disaster. Not even mitigated. Totally unmitigated <laughs> disaster. They, they signed a guy coming off the NFC Championship to the largest contract ever in terms of guaranteed money and missed the playoffs three of the next four seasons. I mean, that's that's Bledsoe-esque, right, where it's all the hype and nothing happens. Um, so around the league, I mean, if you're one of these teams that is in that same position, like Pittsburgh or the Saints, where you feel like we're good but we just don't have a quarterback, I mean, do you look at Minnesota and go, I don't know, they just got Mike Zimmer fired there by not having good enough quarterback play for the last four years? Uh, or do you talk yourself into it? Because the one thing I like to call Cousins the imagination land quarterback, because it's always imagine if he had a better left guard. Imagine if he had a better coach. Imagine yeah. if this or that. And it's like, well, none of that stuff has actually happened, and we're seven years into him starting. And he had McVeigh as his offensive coordinator in Washington. He had Kevin Stefanski here, Gary Kubiak here. And, yet yeah, it was always – well, did they run the ball too much, or was it? You know, it, it, it's the same sort of stuff that you hear with all middling quarterbacks. Like, what do they talk about with Tannehill, with Derek Carr? But it's the same sort of stuff. And I, I mean, I wonder like where the league stands on this. But I also know that desperation is a hell of a drug. And if you're not the team yeah. that gets Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson isn't getting traded, or Deshaun Watson is. In jail, I mean, like, I don't know. Then you end up looking around going, "Uh uh-oh, we've got to trade for Kirk Cousins, and the Vikings are saying, all right, pony up a first-round pick. I I really think that Garoppolo has to be traded first, and then we can get a sense for what the value is. I think you're just so much better off without him. You take the highest offer, second-round pick, third-round pick, whatever it is, you get so much cap space and an opportunity to draft the next quarterback build around that quarterback the same way Buffalo did with Josh Allen. Like, that's your model. 
That's what you're looking for. Um, keeping him around, I think, would be a massive mistake, especially since they don't even have a roster that's close to in past years, and they still failed in those past years. Right. So there, there's, there sounds like there's no question in your mind that's what they should do. How likely do you think it is that they will do it? I think it's probably 80 or 90% that they're going okay. to move on. I mean, I, I look at it similarly, and Vikings fans would get all huffy uh, or do when I say this, but similarly to where Detroit was last year with Matt Stafford. And Stafford, there's no question, is a better football player than Kirk Cousins. I mean, their numbers are sort of similar, but the arm strength is not similar. The How they perform in third-down situations where you got to fit in tight throws and stuff like that. It's just that Stafford throws idiotic interceptions sometimes. Or sometimes they drop them. But that, anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I look at it as, you know, you replace the coach, you replace the GM. How do you stay with the same quarterback that got the last people fired? Like that, I mean, that's the reality, right? If you draft the wrong quarterback, if you sign the wrong quarterback, you get fired in the NFL. And I can guarantee you, if Josh Allen had gone, you know, he could have gone one way or the other with as volatile as he is. If he went the wrong way, Sean McDermott is not a genius. Brian Dable does not have a job. Stephon Diggs is mad at you guys, too. And like, it's a disaster there. But instead, instead, the guy's great. Everybody's a genius, right? So, like, they know this. And I think if you're Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell, you've got to pick your own guy, right? Like, you've seen other people fail at this. So you want to build and you want to build around him. And I think what we've seen is even if the guy isn't that great, you can still build a roster so good you can give yourself a swing at it. Like Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz's team was so good that it won with Nick Foles because they could pour cash into every part of the rest of the roster. So if you draft Matt Corral and he's just as good as Baker Mayfield, well, you've still got a chance. But if you have Kirk Cousins and he's, you know, only so good and, and, you know, the other teams have either more cap space to spend elsewhere or better quarterbacks, uh, you're just not competing. And that's basically where they've been for four straight years. That was our good friend Matthew Collar, who joined Mike Schoep and the Bulldog yesterday on the afternoon show. Thanks again to all my guests today, to Russell Brown, to DJ Bienemy of the New York Daily News, to John Shipley of the Jaguar Report, uh, uh, to John Scott of Spectrum News, and of course to um, uh, to Sam Fortier as well of the Washington Post. So that'll do it back here for me in our Amherst studios. Uh, we've got coverage of the Senior Bowl. We've got coverage of the Pro Bowl tomorrow and the Super Bowl as well. I won't be around next week. I'll be headed down to Miami for a nice little vacation, but uh, hopefully we'll have Derek Kramer in here filling in for my spot. So for me, Nate Geary, and all of our producers back here in our Amherst studios, we appreciate you listening to Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.